Fuck it, we're gonna do it live! It's Friday, and uh, we're out here in fucking Minneapolis, Minnesota. Great fucking, great fucking city. Uh, it's the summertime. Well, it's not really the summertime, but, you know, it's the springtime. And it's looking a lot better. This is the only time of year that you can actually uh, be in Minnesota and not, like, die. Um, last year, I came up here, and it was, like, negative fucking 20 and uh i slip and i fell because the ground was covered in ice and i'm like people live here why do people live here and somehow they make it nice like you know when it's not covered in ice it's you know a wonderful place to live but anyway at this point in time of year it's nice being in minnesota so uh nothing bad to say about minneapolis minnesota it's just one of those places you always hear about it's like oh that's a place you can live and and have a wonderful life in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, anyway, uh, we we do have sponsors this week. Uh, this is the Biscuit Biscuits Buttered Podcast with uh, Victoria Vonnenberg. Our sponsor of the week is Candles, Books, and Crystals in Birmingham, Alabama. Do you want to get candles shaped like Santa Marte? Do you want to get shrines and crystals and spell books and pride merch and cat supplies because uh you know same demographic they all have cats uh so come to candles books and crystals in birmingham alabama right below the vulcan and its naked bare ass come and buy all of your uh wiccan merchandise uh if you need crystals if you need spell books if you need candles that are in the shapes of penises and santa morte and death and and uh and just in all fabulous colors uh come to candles books and crystals uh there'll be a weird um very fey effeminate man that runs the store and uh he will talk to you uh with all of the warmth of a pedophile um, and uh, he will show you where uh, the litter boxes are and where all the cat litter and everything is uh, that you need to do your uh, Wiccan slash satanic spells on a daily basis so please uh, buy all your merch at Candles Books and Crystals if you're ever in Birmingham Alabama just go and go and check it out the other sponsor of the week is the store Dirt Cheap now, you're thinking to yourself, why would I not just go to Walmart? Why would I not just go to Roses? Why would I not just go to Dollar General? Why would I not just go anywhere other than dirt cheap? Um, well, if you like paying more money for a product that is damaged and you literally have to sort through bins to find whatever you're looking for, uh, why not go to Dirt Cheap? It makes shopping even more difficult than it would be because you're going to pay three or four times more than what you would at Walmart or online and it's going to be damaged. And why not? Why not? It makes shopping fun. Sometimes th be things being more difficult make it a little funner. So why not go to Dirt Cheap and sift through all their broken shit and pay twice as much? All right, so that's our sponsors for the week. Uh, this is Biscuits Buttered with none other than Victoria Vandenberg. Uh, this is a show 
about my life. All right. This is a show about my life and the things and my experiences in the world as I go out. I get a little angry about things. All right. I get a little worked up about things. Uh, and that's what the podcast is about. I go out, I experience the world. I experience all the microaggressions and macroaggressions and frustrations with work and life and politics and the news and just everyday experiences. And I use this podcast as a vessel to just shit out all of my anger into the fucking airwaves for you to hear about it every week. Now, this is an anonymous podcast. Uh, I filter everything I'm saying. This actually, the show, I'm not lying when I talk about my life on the show. But I do filter it through the pen name of Victoria Vonnenberg. I'm not actually a woman, a trans woman, a black woman. I'm not actually that. That is my pen. My pen name you know, it's just like um, it's just like uh, the Harry Potter lady, J.K. Rowling. She has a pen name for all of her pen names. She has a man's pen name. She has a female pen name. I filter all my bitching and my frustrations in life through this pen name of Victoria Vandenberg that I came up with because I had a telemarketer constantly calling me looking for Victoria. So that's how I came up with the name for Victoria Vandenberg. So. I'm actually just uh, a big, fat, fat guy, fat truck driver that drives around all over the country uh, working for a trucking company that's sort of, uh, well, I work for the federal government as a trucker, okay? We'll just say that. And I like to uh, podcast about my experiences uh, at this. So, uh, just wanted to get everybody on that's what this podcast is about. It's a little bit, this podcast is a little bit of a mixture of a lot of different things. We talk about the news here. So maybe we talk, maybe it's a mixture of like breaking points, um, the Kyle Kalinske show, uh, Joe Rogan, Tim Dillon, um, maybe a mixture of like uh, Review Bra, uh, maybe a mixture of all the weirdo autistic people that you see on Spotify and YouTube. Just picture all the retards on the internet. This show is a mixture of all the retarded fucking assholes on the internet. And we mix it all into one, into Victoria Vandenberg. And we talk about anything. We talk about the news. We talk about restaurant reviews. We talk about uh, any weird shit that's going on in the world. So... Uh, and we also talk about my everyday experiences, my life, my romance life, everything. So just expect that this show is going to be all over the place and it's going to be filtered through my ADHD brain. So every week you can expect me to get on here and just bitch and rant and whine um, and uh, talk about my everyday experiences. So that's an introduction to the show. I want to thank all of my fans all around the country and in Europe because I have a lot of uh, fans. Uh, for some reason, I have a huge fan in uh, Belgium. I don't know why. I want to shout out to the person in Belgium. I love you. You listen every week. You're a loyal listener, and I want you to continue listening uh, and even uh, reach out. I hadn't checked the email. We do have an email, biscuit, uh, excuse me, uh, biscuitsbuttered at proton.me. Uh, we have uh, a Twitter, biscuitbuttpod. We do have a Facebook profile, biscuitsbuttered. I hadn't checked that in forever. So maybe one day I will actually get 
to go in and check that and uh but i just i stay so busy you know so i never get the chance to do any of these things so i apologize i apologize so and uh you know i know the last episode was kind of like a little review brush because it was just me bitching about burger king that's the whole show it was just me bitching about burger king so uh maybe this week uh which i'm doing this a little early um Roll's got to work Saturday, so uh, we probably won't be able to go out and do anything. But the week after next, we're going to go to Pride in Birmingham, Alabama, and hopefully we're going to uh, find a couple of dudes to have a random uh, group orgy and uh, have, a, have a great time at Pride. Um, so, let me say first off, I want to talk about some things going on in my life. So, a year ago today, a year ago today... I got a letter in the mail. Alright? I got a letter in the mail, and it was from Alabama Power. And Alabama Power is a notoriously shitty company. I'm fortunate enough to have uh, a piece of land that I inherited. Used to have a cabin on it, but the cabin burnt down. And it's in the area where Alabama Power operates. I'm lucky enough that I live in North Alabama, so we get all our power from, like, TVA and shit. So we don't have to worry. Like, we have, you know, TVA is a great, you know, kind of quasi-government private entity. Um, It's mostly government, but they call it quasi because it runs off its own money. Well, anyway, Unfortunately, if you live in like more central Alabama, you've got to like buy power from this shitty company called Alabama Power. That's just a private company. And they are quite possibly the worst power company in the country, most likely. I mean, uh, it might be worse somewhere else. I don't know. But so they sent us a letter like a year ago about doing an easement on our property that we got. And I've got this lovely a piece of land that I inherit. It's the only thing I have. It's the only goddamn thing I have in the world. I don't have a house. I don't have anything. I just, I got a job. I've, you know, I've got a car, I guess, but I got to make payments on it. But other than that, I don't have shit. I live in the back of my granddad's house that's falling in. Like literally the floor is rotting and falling in because he won't fix anything. Motherfucker makes twice as much as me in retirement and won't fix anything on his house so i just live in a shambled old house that's fallen in and um so basically the only thing i have in the world is this little piece of property in the middle of nowhere alabama and you know i this was uh back when i was uh over the road truck driver and i was making a lot more money I, i bought a little shed and had it put on this property and i turned it into a little cabin it's off grid cabin no power or anything to it we run a generator for the power well anyway only thing i have in the world so these motherfuckers at alabama power keep sending us a letter like hey we want to do an easement on your property and you know i'm just like dad or grandfather just ignore this just ignore this we're not signing off on anything we don't have to sign off on because years and years and years ago like i don't know what it is about boomers they're just kind of like retarded and so anytime they get anything like anyone coming at them like like i don't know why for some reason my grandmother signed away like mineral rights to the property down there and i'm like why would you sign this you're not going to get any money from it 
you just signed off your mineral rights so someone can come on your property and just do whatever they want you know like why would you do this why would you give someone access to your property if you didn't have to well anyway so they did that they, they, these people were claiming like oh if we find any minerals on your property you'll get money but we'll have access to your property and it's like no, no money ever came of that nothing ever fucking came of this bullshit so Alabama Power's like well we want to have an easement on your property because we're going to run we're going to run power lines through there and I'm like the fuck you are so we ignore them for like a year so eventually this bitch they send this bitch from Atlanta up to the house to talk to my fucking grandfather who's like very decrepitly old he's like 90 years old and of course you know he's like he just wants to get get them out of his hair so he's like of course I'll sign off on an easement well he found out that he couldn't sign off on the easement because he's got to have me and another family member that's on the that's on the deed sign off on it and I told him god damn it I'm not gonna sign off on this fucking easement because this woman talked to me into signing the easement and I'm like I'm not signing off on a fucking easement on our property it's, it's stupid there's no reason for them to be running power lines down there I don't want to give someone access to this property that I love I don't want anybody to have a legal right to come on my property right I want to keep people out there's already some asshole that bought some land near us and he's putting in a fucking campground and now we're gonna have to deal with these other cocksuckers Alabama Power wanting to come in and put in power lines and all this shit I'm like no fuck this bullshit and so I get into a huge argument with my granddad cause he's like oh they're just gonna take us to court if we don't if we don't sign off on this easement they're just gonna take us to court and I'm like well let them let them take us to court. It's like, the the reason they're asked it, like, why would you sign off on it? Why would you sign off on it uh, unless you absolutely had to? Like, if a judge told me, like, why not make the judge make that decision and why not make it hard on this really shitty company, right? So this company is notorious, like, so if you're in their region and you have power running to your house from um, they're like they're kind of like um, very like bullish so like apparently they will force you to be hooked up to their power and if you try to like put solar panels on your house or do anything they will charge you for having solar panels on your house that's how crazy this company is they're notoriously like horrible to people and I don't want anything to do with them I want them to fuck off and go away and leave me alone but my boomer goddamn grandfather is like no no we salvage easement because they're just gonna take us to court and I'm just like no they're gonna have to take me to court because I'm not signing off on it I tried to get my brother who's also on the uh, deed not to sign off of an either and he hasn't signed yet so maybe I've discouraged him because he knew there was going to be a big deal if we sign off on this easement and I might be making a mountain out of a molehill I don't know but it, it finds it, it's weird to me that 
a company shows up, they won't give you any information about where they're putting power lines, what they're doing. They're just like, hey, basically the way the paper that they wanted me to sign says that they need access to 15 feet around anywhere they're going to put power lines they need access to. So they could run power lines right down through the middle of my property. I wouldn't be able to do a goddamn thing about it if I sign off on this. They'd be able to do whatever they want, wherever they want. And my easily led grandfather is just like, what are you going to do? I don't want to end up going. And I'm like, first off, the lady somehow scared him into this, which I think should be like considered elder abuse and then she told him that me and my brother are to sign off on these forms and then not date it and i'm like that's not even legal because you're supposed to have a witness right there that witnessed it at the moment so these documents aren't even legal so she's already like doing shady shit so I'm like, I would like to just end up in court just where I can like, be like, hey, this is how they came about. But first off, they got to my elderly grandfather, and now they're trying to get us to sign off on all this other bullshit. Fuck these motherfuckers. I just get the negativity out at the first of the podcast because I just wanted a bitch about 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 this because it's not fair that you know, the way they're going about this with trying to get us to sign off on this is like, no, you're going to have to take me to court. I I told Grandpa, I'm like, look, if they haven't if they haven't um, taken us to court yet, they're most likely not going to take us to court. Because they've probably got other places that they can run those power lines. And I would rather them stay off of our fucking property. Because that's the that's the main thing I like about the property. It's on a river. It's um, it's just so secluded. You don't ever have to deal with anybody when you go down there. And I, I don't want that to change. And I don't want anybody, you know, we've already got like neighbors that have tried to like, you know, clear off land that wasn't theirs and do stuff like that. So I just want to keep them out the fucking way. All right. All right. So that that is all my bitching about easements. Now for you people, I don't know how y'all do it over in Europe. But basically an easement is this thing that they'll put on your property for like where they have access to your property so they can come in and uh, you know, check the power lines, fix the power lines. They they might get easements for like gas lines, stuff like that and and I, I just don't want to undo that. I don't want any lines running through because that's my property. That's property that I could be using. If they put power lines or gas lines somewhere, you know, it's like, well, that's a, an area that I can't dig. I can't put anything because there's going to be your shit, your shit there instead of my shit. And I want my shit on my property. So fuck you. All right, maybe maybe I ranted a little too long about that easement, and I apologize. I apologize, my uh, European audience. Uh, still, I don't know if I said thank you to all the people in the UK and Belgium and Europe. Uh, I do have listeners here in the states. I know I had some listeners in Georgia and 
Uh, I had some listeners out in San Fran and California, and uh, I think I had some listeners in Nevada and other places. Uh, so I want to thank y'all for listening. I do have some reviews. So it's Friday. It's a beautiful day. It's fucking hot as shit. I'm drinking sweet tea as always. Had to bring my own sweet tea. Um, up here to um, Minneapolis. Uh, anyway, I, I've got Audible, and I, I like to listen to like books on Audible a lot because I'm always in the truck going down the road. So obviously, I can't read going down the road. And uh, I've been listening to A History of Ghosts by Peter Aykroyd. Now, that name might sound familiar to you, and the reason it sounds familiar to you is that's Dan Aykroyd's father. So, I never knew this, but apparently Dan Aykroyd comes from a family, a long history and tradition and genealogy of uh, spiritualists. And that's what inspired Ghostbusters. So, like, when you see Ghostbusters, all of those ideas and thoughts, even though it's a comedy, it was inspired by the ideas... Uh, of his family in the spiritual spiritualist tradition that they come from, like, and so this book that his father Peter Aykroyd wrote, a history of ghosts, which is on Audible. Now, if you try to buy a, an actual hard copy, it's going to be expensive to get it. I don't know why. I guess there's a limited supply of them, and it's like you'll spend eighty dollars trying to get a hardcover or even a. Um, um, you know, a, a, uh, I'm having a brain fart, a soft copy of it. Well, anyway, uh, this book is really good because it it details meticulously all the beliefs and traditions and uh, practices of people from like the night the 1800s and all the way up into like the 1920s and 30s of all these spiritualists. These people that would do seances, mediums, uh, just all kinds of like unusual weird stuff that they would do to try to make contact with the dead or the beyond or extraterrestrial life or, and it's, it's extremely interesting and his, and his father, Peter Aykroyd is a really good writer and actually just a, a gentleman, an absolute gentleman. And you'll know what I'm talking about when you actually the way it's written, it's like, who wrote this? An English gentleman? And it's like, no, it's just a Canadian guy. So anyway, he'll detail all the weird, like they have like these uh, like kind of like spirit cabinets they would build to help them like contact the spirits and they would have seances and they would do all kinds of weird tricks to try to communicate with the dead or reach the spirit world and I find I found this just a, an absolute, and it's and it's a history. It's it's absolutely interesting. It's a history, and you'll hear about characters that you've never even heard of. Um, like there's one, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Eva Eva Curry is that known? Also known as Eva C. And you know, Google's you know Google's obviously uh, you know. Kind of woke, so they're you know they're, they're referring to her as a fraudulent 
uh, materialization medium in the early 20th century known for making fake ectoplasm from chewed paper and cut out faces and magazines. Well, this lady was obviously real. Um, and, you know, uh, Peter Aykroyd wouldn't uh, let us down. Uh, but anyway, he actually does call a lot of things into question. and He's very skeptical of all these people, but he also believes that it's possible to, to uh, talk to the dead and meet the dead. And look up this Eva Curry. Am I saying that right? Curry? Carrier? I'm not sure, but a lot of interesting photos of her, like, breathing out ectoplasm and having, like, weird spirits visit her. And she actually can create light with her hands and just weird stuff. And you'll learn about all kinds of interesting characters like that if you uh, listen to the book. So, uh, I highly recommend A History of Ghosts by Peter Aykroyd. It's been a pleasure uh, listening to it. Uh, another book that I listened to lately uh, is Hunt for the Skywalk Skinwalker, excuse me. Hunt for the Skinwalker by Colm Kelliner. Now, this book, I've been putting off this book for years, Hunt for the Skinwalker, and I, I might have actually, now that I think about it, I might have reviewed it on this podcast before, but uh, we're going to review it again. So this Hunt for the Skinwalker, I've been putting it back, um, for putting it off for a long time because uh, I do listen to like all the UFO podcasts, like Weaponized and everything, but the thing is, I'm not like a true believer, you know, like a lot of people are. And I, I find a lot of the claims about the Skinwalker Ranch to just be outrageous, but all at the same time, I love hearing the stories. So I don't really believe the stories about Skinwalker Ranch. But I do like to hear the stories about Skinwalker Ranch. So uh, the book is actually really good, and it actually goes into detail about stuff way outside of the Skinwalker Ranch. But if you want to hear really like crazy, disturbing stories... Um, you know, Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch. And then there's another book by this guy called uh, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. I will probably listen to that next because uh, I put this book off forever just because it's so... I kind of feel like a dumbass even telling you. I mean, like, really, I feel like a dumbass listening to it and telling you because the stories are so outrageous. But I'm like, look, i got to pass the time doing something. So it might as well be hearing these outrageous stories on uh, Hunt for the Skinwalker. So, uh, Colm Kelliner, uh, his books are good. He's a good writer, a lot of detail, a lot of uh, fanciful stories. Uh, don't believe uh, 90% of it, but uh, it entertained me. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like watching Ancient Aliens. You know they're completely wrong about all the shit they're talking about. And all their hypotheses they come up with, or hypothesize, however you say it. But, but you still listen to it and are entertained by it. And you do learn a, some history and facts and things uh, that's actually factual. So why not? Why not waste your time? Why not make history fun by lying about it? All right. So um, I, on the UFO front, we do have to talk about CNN. Like CNN, apparently there was a NASA report on UFOs uh, this week. I haven't got the time to review what uh, they actually said in the report or the hearing. And um, I know Weaponized uh, with Jeremy Corbell and uh, George Knapp, who is a straight-out-of-central-casting reporter, 
Um, I, I'm going to wait on to hear what they say about it, but I also want to listen to it because I don't even know if I've listened to the... Or actually, I think I did watch the full... I might not have got all the way through the, the, the last UFO hearing. Uh, but they're not going as good as the old ones because, you know, we had a couple of UFO hearings where they were literally admitting that they were using funky words to describe it, but they were literally admitting that there are spacecraft that can cut... They would use like words like signature and things like that. They were like, yeah, there are these craft that we're pretty sure are real that are, you know, that we have on multiple uh, data that kind of can hide how they move. They can hide their means of propulsion is basically what they were saying or what I took from it. Because they'd be like, they can hide their signatures, what they would say. They'd use all this funky language to kind of make it hard to determine what they were saying. And it's like, no, they're, they're saying that there are these weird craft that they're literally admitting that they're a weird craft that have a weird way of propelling themselves and hiding themselves. So, um, but the but for some reason they've they've done kind of a backtrack lately. I've noticed this. Uh, I forgot his name, but the new guy that they have at the hearings, he he's kind of like ah nothing to see here, nothing to see here. So it's kind of like it's all going behind the scenes again, or that's the way I feel. Um, so. Maybe eventually one day we will um, we will find out uh, more about UFOs and uh, what, what's actually going on with it. Uh, you know, is it some kind of weird technology that I'm sure is from here? Because it, it would be, you know, if, if I was a betting man, I'd say somebody's invented something crazy that uh, we just didn't know about. And because, um, I mean, you got to think just to get here from like let's say there's a habitable planet somewhere out there I mean it would take you would have to have some kind of like really outrageous technology to get here just to get here and surely it couldn't be whatever they would send here couldn't be manned right but I got to thinking about it I was like why why are we doing the space force and the space command no one is clear on what the Space Force is for. No one will admit what the Space Force is for. So that's one glaring fact that I think you look up and you go, hey, what do y'all actually do? You know, because a lot of people made fun of Trump and made fun of all this stuff, and it's like, hey, what does the Space Force and the Space Command actually fucking do? Right? No one wants to admit, like, hey... The reason we have the Space Force and the Space Command is because we have these weird things coming into our atmosphere that we don't know what they are. So it's kind of like, that's the, I'm assuming that's why, because there's never been a clear reason. And you get to think about it, it's like, okay, is there a conspiracy here? Is there a conspiracy to make everyone believe in alien life and UFOs so we can spend more money on the military-industrial complex through the Space Command and Space Force. I think that's a legitimate theory that we're living in a world where it's that the corruption is that brazen that we created a whole other branch of the military 
just to deal with threats from space and from our airspace. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. But maybe these things are real and there actually are UFOs coming from where we don't know and we need the Space Force and Space Command. Because that's one glaring thing that I'm surprised it's not talked about more in the UFO community. What the fuck is the Space Command for? What's the Space Force for? If not for UFOs. But, you know, because no one's been clear like, hey, what do you actually do here? What do you actually... Let's actually look it up. Let's actually look it up. Let's Google it real quick. What is... Let's see here. What is the Space Force... What is the Space Force? What do they do? Uh, okay. So, uh, well, that's a sponsored link. I ain't gonna sponsor link. The U.S. Space Force is a military service that organizes, trains, and equips Space Forces in order to protect U.S. and allied interests in space and to provide space capabilities to the Space Force. Like, what the fuck is that? Hey, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what are they actually doing? According to the U.S. Space Force's mission statement, the service is responsible for organizing, training, and equipping guardians to the con to conduct global space to conduct global space operations and enhance the way our joint and coalition forces fight, while also offering decision makers military options to achieve national objectives. So you could say. So you could say that maybe the military thinks that we're going to be fighting wars in space in the future? Maybe that's what it's for? Maybe we're going to have the capability that our, our planes and, and vessels in the future are going to be, you know, we're going to be out in space fighting? I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it's because of the UFOs. But no one's really been clear. Like, Because when you ask follow-up questions to all this... It's like, but, huh? Why? Like, is someone, does someone got, like, planes and, and, and craft that can fly in the sky and attack us? I mean, what, what are we dealing with here? I, I don't know. But maybe you people know better than me, and you can contact me and be like, hey, this is, this is why you fucking imbecile. And, um, that's, I'm probably just being an imbecile, to be honest with you, but... Anyway, I think I got off the actual thing I was going to talk about. CNN all week has been like, hey, you know that thing you thought was a UFO? <laughs> it was a plane. And, you know, they did this all week. And it's like, hey, why don't you talk about any of the other shit? Like, the thing that drives me crazy about the media. You know, it, it's just like, they will talk about what the military and then, you know, the deep state wants them to talk about. And they'll talk about, like, hey, you're dumb. This was a plane. It's like they'll ignore all the other shit. They'll ignore the government saying, like, hey, yeah, there are aircraft that, you know, that we don't know what they are. You know, they'll ignore all this bullshit. And uh, they'll just, you know, do what they're told to do. 
and they'll talk about what they're talking. You know, it's just like when there's leakers. When there's leakers that leak military information, you know, like the latest one, they'll be like, hey, this leaker was a Nazi. But they won't talk about, like, hey, what did he actually leak? Like, let's talk about what he actually leaked. It was like, no, 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 the leaker's a Nazi. Let's talk about that. Don't talk about what he leaked. It's like, they're always doing this stuff, and this is the reason I cannot... Uh, I, I just gotten to where I cannot uh, take mainstream media seriously. And I think I get better information just through listening to different podcasts than I do listening to the fucking news. Which is a sad, sad thing. That it's just... Um, it's just sad, you know. But so they talked about this debunked UFO that they thought they saw that was a plane. Which, you know, 99% of what people see is explainable. But there's that 1% where it's like, wait, we've got something that's on like multiple radars. We have people that saw it. We have like hundreds of witnesses, you know, and, and like you know, on our sensors and radar and everything else. And it's like, we can prove through multiple means that this was a thing and it just came on the screen, disappeared and did all this funky shit and we have no way of knowing how it propelled itself and it was an orb and it's like, do you not think it's worthy of like talking about? Like, anyway, we're going to move on from this subject because it's just a very frustrating thing that the media, and it's weird because, you know, you see CNN and Fox News and everybody's ratings like plummeting yet they have something like this that would get so many people watching you know it it would just it would get so many people watching but they will never fucking touch it okay so i've been watching a lot of videos i fantasize about retiring abroad like i fantasize uh where I work, we uh, we have a 401k, but we also have a pension. So I should be able to have a pretty healthy retirement as long as I can lose some more weight and actually get in shape and take care of myself. Maybe I'll live long enough to do it. Um, and I fantasize about retiring. You know, I listen to podcasts about retiring. I try to get as much information about retiring as I can. Uh, most people that I talk to tell me you need to save at least 15% of your income um, so I try to do that um, and I, my, my plan is to retire abroad probably to South or Central America because uh, Raul speaks Spanish I'm trying to learn Spanish even though that's going kind of slow uh, I do work on it every day I do my Duolingo uh, I'm constantly you know uh, using the translator talking to him uh, you know, I'm trying to learn Spanish and, you know, learn how to get around. Uh, it's just one of those things. I think it's going to take time for it to seep into my brain. Uh, it's just like the other day, you know, Raul gave me shit because he's like, uh, you know, down at Hermanos. Uh-huh. So, you know, the Hermanos store, the brother's store. And I'm like, oh. and I forgot that Hermanos meant, you know, brothers. And I, I, you know, I was like, just give me time, you know, I'm fucking like you're not trying at all to learn english i'm the one trying to learn spanish motherfucker like give me give me a little time to learn this goddamn language so i'm hoping you know i got at least 20 years before i retire most likely 25 because i'll be 25 will get me right there at like the social security medicare age and all that shit so 
that that that'll probably be more like 25 and then i thought you know i could retire to like guatemala or ecuador or peru or mexico uh oaxaca you know all, you know uh all these like cheap places to live and i can live off of like maybe like a grand a month maybe 1500 a month and just live comfortably off of that and then and then actually save money because I wouldn't even have to use my pension. I wouldn't have to use my uh, 401k. I could just save all that money and let it build and uh, get pretty rich in retirement. You know, it would be nice, right? Or even, you know, even I prefer South America because it would be, you know, a, a quick plane trip, you know, back to the States, maybe Costa Rica, something like that. But, um, you know... I've been watching all these videos and there's this old guy with his Asian girlfriend and that's all they do. They live off of like, you know, a thousand to fifteen hundred a month and they just, they'll get a tourist visa and they'll spend like six months in one country and then when that tourist visa goes up, they'll go to the next country and they just rent a house and live for cheap on like a thousand to fifteen hundred a month and they basically, you know, uh, are living off of like maybe, you know, fifteen grand a year so they don't ever have to dip into their retirement savings they don't ever have because they just use their social security and and it's cheap as shit so this is what i want to do this is what i've been planning on doing i know a lot of you in europe are probably in really expensive areas too and i used to live in a cheap area but now because of development i don't know that the the pandemic kind of really changed the country where you have people moving from california and new york and massachusetts and all these expensive places and they're like hey that that uh shithole alabama we used to make fun of we're gonna move to alabama and we're gonna make everything really expensive for them because we're gonna go in we're gonna pay too much for houses and we're gonna buy up all the houses and there's gonna be no houses on the market and we're just gonna like make their lives miserable to make our lives more comfortable and that's what they've done and um and I'm going to do that to a South American country. I'm eventually going to get the privilege to gentrify and make life more expensive in another country. That That's going to be my goal in life, is that one day I'm going to be able to do what these New Yorkers and Californians did. And, you know, they moved to Texas, they moved to Alabama, they moved to all these cheap places in Florida, and they made them unlivable and expensive for the people living in those areas. So I'm going to do that with Guatemala. I'm going to move to Guatemala and make everyone's life hell. <laughs> but uh, there's lots of great like videos about people retiring abroad. And it just looks so amazing. Like Peru looks amazing. Uh, Ecuador looks amazing. And it's like I watched a video of this old lady the other day. And she moved down to, I believe, Colombia. And she has a house on the river that she rents for a couple hundred dollars a month and like the town is like it's like a nice town it's like they've got like a fucking a, what looked to be like a sam's club and they've got nice mexican restaurant well colombian restaurants and you know she has a great life there and she does it on her social security check and uh you know lives below her means on her social security check which is insane and so I've been doing a lot of research on this, and I think I'm going to try to talk Raul into doing this. I'm assuming he's going to be uh, with me uh, in my 60s uh, because he just seems like he's going to stay around. I've never had a long-term relationship. All my relationships have been six months or less. 
And uh, he actually seems like he's going to stay with me. So that's awesome. I'm finally at the ripe old age of 40 in a, in a sustainable relationship where we actually get along and like each other. And, you know, every other piece of shit I've ever been with is, um, you know, just been, just been an asshole, to be honest with you. You know, I've been, uh, there was one guy, like my first person I was with, he was just a whore, you know, all he wanted, he didn't care about nothing but getting fucked. That's all he cared about. And uh, he was always cheating on me and doing everything. And then I was with another guy and he's like, he was kind of like, me and him got along fairly well, but there was a lot of issues where he, I don't know, like he was a, he was a, first off, he's a fat piece of shit. He stank. He, he, he took a bath like maybe every three days, three or four days maybe, maybe once a week. And I'd tell him like, hey, you need to take a fucking bath. And one day, he started telling me like, hey, you look fat. I'm like, excuse me? He's like, you look fat and you're dressed like a football coach. I'm like, what? And he's like, you're fat, you're gaining weight and you look like a football coach. And I don't want to be with like a big fat guy that looks like a football coach. And I'm like, but you're fucking fat. You're fucking fat. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, and you don't take a bath, you fucking stink. Like, there is no one. Well, I shouldn't say no one. Like, I'm like, look, I'm dating under what I could be dating right now. Is what I just had to tell him. I'm like, look, you're getting a little out of line. You know, and I don't like matching energies, which we'll get to later, but I did this in the moment. I matched his energy and I just told him like you're a fat stinky piece of shit and you shouldn't be saying these things to me and so we got you know of course that kind of broke us up right there uh, but yeah I, I didn't realize how um, kind of selfish and um, he was until that moment and because uh, I guess he wanted he viewed me as his like little trophy that he walked around looking like and I'm like no I can go I can go fuck something better and then ever, you know, then I had a boyfriend after him who was uh, just always asking me for money and cheat. he would always be cheating. He'd always be asking me for money. He would always be uh, just, you know, just making up crazy excuses, guilt tripping me for not giving him money. So he extracted a lot of money from me. Uh, that was an abusive relationship and uh, looking back on it, uh, and uh, I'm just glad he's not in my life. And I remember one day he asked me for money, saying he had to go do something for work and didn't have no money. And then he put on his Facebook that he was um, that he was uh, out at some restaurant with some guy, some vet tech. He left me for a fucking a guy who's making like 20k a year, a vet tech. And uh, I was just like, Nah, man, that that's not. I, I just texted him. I said, hey, I know you're out with this other guy. I want you to delete my number out of your phone and just not contact me ever again. And that was the end of that. How'd I get on all this? Well, anyway. And then, you know, I just decided, I was like, well, I guess I'm not meant for a relationship. So I started fucking around and I would just do random hookups on Grinder. And then I met Raul... And I, I think we're actually probably going to end up getting married. I mean, this has uh, been the longest, you know, relationship I ever had. And 
uh, he loves me and we tend to get along and we like the same we like movies we like going out to the movies we like going out to eat we uh, love gardening and flowers and uh, me and him are working on starting a florist business slash nursery and uh, we're actually going to be working on that this weekend uh, making the business cards and um, and uh, you know uh, working on the flyers and uh, we're, we're going to do that here pretty soon and try to get 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 the wheels churning on that uh business but anyway i'm just glad that i finally found someone i know i go went all over the place with this rant that i finally found someone that i can retire abroad with eventually in 20 25 years from now uh if i'm alive hopefully i will be I've, i hadn't taken care of myself okay so i might not even be alive uh three years ago i was 440 pounds I'm now 273, and um, I'm in really good shape now. You know, I can I can go out and walk like 10 miles like nothing. Uh, I've gotten myself into a better position in life. Everything's going good. I'm hoping to get down to around 200 pounds, keep it off. That way, eventually, I can retire abroad. And go, I, I'm going to be in like Antigua or Lake Adelon, just chilling, relaxing, drinking wine. Um, just living my life with my beautiful Raul. Um, so I guess we'll talk a little bit about, um, the election, okay? Um, I want to talk about this because there's a lot of stuff going on in the mainstream media where you have the way they talk about the candidates on the election. You will not have them cover RFK Jr., which he is, like, kind of a crazy, like, retarded guy. He's retarded. RFK Jr.'s retarded, okay? Let's just put it out there. He's not... Look, his dad was great. His uncle was great. They were great men doing great things. But even they had their problems. But RFK Jr. is a little bit of a retard. But at this point in my life... I look at the options. I look at Joe Biden and I go, he just fell down yesterday. He can't string a fucking cogent sentence together. He's got a VP that's like retarded. She's fucking retarded. I can't defend her at all. She's just, there's nothing good about her. And you know, he's, he's rigging the primary so he doesn't have to debate. He talks about, oh, we gotta worry about Trump and democracy. And then he's like rigging everything for himself, moving dates around on the primary and all this shit. But then you have the media being complicit with it and saying, oh, we don't need to have debates. We don't need to give RFK Jr. any time. We don't need to give Marianne Williamson any time. Uh, and they've just done this for uh, the past couple of months. And I realize, like, it's almost like they're in lockstep with one another. And I'm at the point now where if Joe Biden is the nominee for the Democratic Party, I am not voting in this upcoming election. I'm not voting in 2024. There's just... And you, know, you have these idiots that have like just the MSNBC brain is what I call it. And they'll be like, well, he's the greatest president since FDR. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking You're a fucking idiot if you believe that. It's like... They're like, oh, he passed this bill and he passed that bill. And it's like, okay, um, the minimum wage is still $7.25 an hour. 
it still costs thousands of dollars to go to the ER. Uh, pharmaceutical companies are still running rampant and uh, charging thousands of dollars for medications. Um, health care and insurance is through the roof just for your health care. And then on t- even if you have like a health care plan, it won't even cover your meds. They'll be like, denied. You know, there's so many problems that are going on. You can't afford a house. It's getting to the point where like in certain states you can't even get insurance on your house because of uh, how expensive it is because of droughts and climate change and everything else. Things aren't going good. On top of inflation and all that. And you have this guy that's just asleep at the wheel. And he's letting like McCarthy and all these uh, Joe Manchin and all these other people dictate the the path forward in this country. And uh, it's just really, really ridiculous. They're even trying to cancel Democrats. There's two or three Democrats that voted with Republicans to even try to stop Joe Biden from canceling student loan debt. And it's just like insanity. We need to... And first off, canceling the student loan debt, even doing that, canceling the student loan debt, doesn't solve the problem. See, that, that's the, 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 you know, the thing that bothers me. Is like, we, we're like, we're getting mad at him about canceling the student loan debt, and that doesn't even solve the problem. you still got the problem if you cancel the student loan debt. Alright? So... It's just insanity that we got this guy that just does not care. And to me, is just like been a disaster of a president. And they'll be like, oh, he passed that thing where he can negotiate for 10 drugs on Medicare. He, You know, he did that thing where he can negotiate drug prices on Medicare. And I'm like, is he doing it? I haven't heard about drug prices getting cheaper. When's he negotiated these prices? Like, has anyone heard any of this shit? No. And that's not enough. All drug prices need to be negotiated for. All insurance needs to be reduced. And at this point, I'm willing to vote for anyone other than Biden. You know how you have those retards that are like, vote blue no matter who. No, I'm not doing that. You're a fucking retard. And you're the reason nothing ever gets passed. Because when you say vote blue no matter who, that, that gives license for the Democratic Party to do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. They don't have to uh, initiate anything or make any major changes in the in the structure of the economy. Um, you're just giving them license to do that and make excuses for not doing anything, and that's what they do. You know, it's even like with the Supreme Court right now. The Democrats won't even... When you have Justice Thomas taking thousands of dollars from billionaires which is just in the open corruption and you have like people in the senate going oh we can't regulate the supreme court it's like the fuck you can't you can you can try to pass a constitutional amendment you can at least try you can at least try right you can hold you can pass a bill you can pass a law saying that they have to be upheld to certain standards. But no, they're not doing any of that. So I want across the board. I'm so tired of these people. I want them all gone. Fuck Biden. I'm voting for Marianne Williamson until I get a better option in the primary. But even at this point, even at this point, 
is as retarded as I think RFK Jr. is, I would vote for him over Joe Biden. That's how bad it is. But if I don't have an option, come 2024, I'm not voting for Biden. If it's Biden v. Trump or Biden v. DeSantis, I'm not even going to vote. I don't give a fuck. Let, I'm going to burn this bridge. Let it burn. That's all I have to say. Like, it's just, it's like this, it just feels so pointless. So I'm going to stop voting because of Joe Biden, and I blame him. And people keep saying, well, he's better than Obama. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. Because uh, Obama wasn't great. But I, I really, like, people keep saying, oh, he's way better than Obama. I'm like, I, I don't know about that. Anyway. And I know this advice of the week is probably going to um, seem inconsistent with my rants on the podcast today. But my advice of the week, don't match energy. Do not match energy. I work in an environment where everybody matches energy. Well, if everybody matches energy, the world's going to be a shitty place to live. And that's the reason my workplace is shitty, because everybody matches energy. You go into work, you have a supervisor that's shitty to you, so you match their energy and you're shitty to them. And then you go and you're shitty to somebody else. And you're spreading the disease of shitty energy. You need to come into the world and have positive energy. Right? You need to have positive energy. So, I try to be nice to people. I try to treat people with respect and dignity. And yes, I know you're, you're thinking, but you've given us you've given us countless examples. You've given us countless examples of you being shitty and matching people's energy. Look, I don't endorse it. I don't endorse it. I don't look. You have your moral values that you try to reach up and touch, right? You try to aspire to these moral values. It's a struggle. You're not always going to, you know, meet the values that you have, right? But you, you you, want to achieve them. You want to attain them, all right? So, yes, I've chewed people out this week. Yes, I've been annoyed and yelled at people or been shitty to people uh, that were shitty to me. First off, they start. It's always someone's was shitty to me first, so I'm I'm justified in that point. But don't do it. Don't do it. When someone's shitty to you, don't match the energy. Don't give them any energy. Going forward, when someone's shitty to you, just take control of the situation. Because one thing you don't realize when you're like reacting when you're reactionary to somebody who's shitty you're not in control in that moment you know what takes what gives you control is just being like cold and calculated and really thinking through what you're doing and you don't have to be like if someone's being a dick to you you don't have to be nice to them but you don't have to like infect the air with negativity you can walk out of the situation. There's there's all kinds of options that you can do. You can just kind of shut them down and like not answer questions and you know answer questions with questions and you know there's lots of options. Um, you can avoid them. You, there's a lot of things you can do to not 
infect the world with negativity, right? Because we want a nice world where everybody's happy, everybody's having a good time, everybody's living their life, everybody's doing the best they can do. So, that's my advice of the week. Don't match energy. Because when you match energy, when you match, especially negative energy, you know, match positive energy with positive energy. But don't match negative energy with negative energy because it just creates more negative energy. Right? But if you match positive energy with positive energy, it creates more positive energy, which is what you want in the world, right? So, we want to stay away from negative energy, in fact. Just stay away from it altogether. And that's one thing I have to constantly remind myself. And I know I'm not, you know, it's kind of like, Ted Haggard telling you not to have gay sex, alright? I know I know. It, it's, it's basically the equivalent of that. It's basically Ted Haggard saying, don't have gay sex while he's got a cock in his mouth. Alright? That's the equivalent of what I'm doing here, because I know I'm uh, kind of, I can be a negative person, I can freak out about things, I can chew people out, I can be very reactionary, but that doesn't mean I want to be. Alright? That doesn't mean I want to be, and that doesn't mean that I agree with it, and uh, I need to do better. I need to do better. We all need to do better. Uh, and we need to make the world a better place. So, like, the week ago, you know, when I podcasted a week ago about having the negative experience of Burger King, where a lady was nasty to me. And I was a little, you know, nasty to her. I should have, you know, I should have pulled myself out of the situation. And I should have been a little more cold and calculated about it. And I should have been a little more objective about it and said, hey, what are you, what's the goal here? You're trying to get the food for Raul to shove into his face. Is it going to get to you quicker if you're rude to these people? No, it's not. Be a little more objective about it. And don't, you know, because that lady, when you're shitty to her and you ramp her up and get her all worked up and get her anxiety up, She's probably going to infect the next person with her shitty attitude. But you want to de-escalate. You want to make things better. All right? And that's my advice of the week. Um, I love you all. Um, I hope you all... Uh, I, I'm, I'm sending out positive vibes. I'm sending out little hearts and flowers and, and just positive vibes and messages to you. I want you to go out into the world and spread nothing but joy and love. Because that's what this podcast is about. It's about joy and love and positivity, despite what people think. Um, I will probably uh, podcast uh, probably next Friday. It'll probably be the next podcast. Maybe not. Maybe it'll end up going longer. I don't know. I'll try to get to you next Friday. Um, I wish you all well. I hope you have a good week. Remember to be positive. Don't match negative energy. Only match positive energy. Have a great one.